Hello and welcome to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine Tomlinson and I founded Oxford Clay, an eco-conscious pottery company. So on this podcast, we're gonna be talking about all things pottery related, often with an eco-conscious twist, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's go. And welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine, and today we're going to be talking about um, metal oxides in pottery. Um, so, so metal oxides are actually the main way of colouring pottery. So, if you see pottery in a shop, and you know it's um, colours in any way, <laughs> it's very likely to have been coloured with metal oxides. And the reason for this is that metal oxides are very strong pigment that don't burn out at the very high temperatures that, potter, that potters you know, fire their work to. So um, other colorants would simply just like burn away in the kiln. Um, so metal oxides, great, let's use metal oxides to color pottery, but there are some essential issues with metal oxides. Um, that make them like a more sort of ecologically harmful material to use for potters than other pottery materials. Um, so this episode, we'll just go through the reasons why, and then we'll go through some alternatives for potters um, to use instead. Um, okay, so first of all, metal oxides, um, they're mined from the ground as metal ore. So they're basically made from the same or that you would make a metal from. Okay, so um, the initial stage of making a metal oxide is to mine it from the ground as rock. And um, so the issues with this are that over time, um, metal ore grade, the grade of metal ore has actually decreased over time. So this is because, you know, as more metal ore is extracted from the ground, um, you know, that's gone basically to make metals. Um, mining companies are having to use kind of, um, they're having to like mine deeper and they're having to mine greater quantities of rock to effectively get the same amount of, um, you know, metal basically from the ore. So, you know, this is problematic because like as time goes on, um, you know, mining companies will just basically be needing to, to use more and more energy to mine metal ore um, from the ground. And the problem with this is that a lot of um, mines are like, they could be off grid or they could be in countries that um, use a lot of fossil fuels for their kind of national grid, you know, if, if the mine is on grid. So if the mine is off grid, it will generally be using, I mean, some mines do use renewable energy, but many mines will primarily use diesel for basically powering all their like mining equipment. And um, from the research I've done, I've learned that metal oxides actually use um, more um, energy from fossil fuels than other uh, materials, like other pottery materials. Um, and that's because um, 
a lot of the equipment used to kind of process it, haulage, um, mine it from the earth, um, is powered by diesel, basically. So metal oxides, um, more than other pottery materials, are contributing to kind of carbon emissions and also air pollution from the fact that they, are, they use more fossil fuels in terms of like their mining practices. Um, so, so that's one issue. Um, and another issue is that the global supply chains of metal ore are quite often um, sort of complex and they can also involve um, artisanal mining. So in another episode, I talk about cobalt and how um, like cobalt is mined both by commercial um, mining companies and also by individual people working as artisanal miners. And um, the problem with the artisanal mining industry is that people are basically working in that industry without any kind of um, protection, um, any health and safety protection. Um, you know, there's human rights abuses and um, lots of, you know, unsafe working practices and health problems that miners experience and also children can also be working in artisanal mining industry. So, um, so there are like many metals, metal ores like metal oxides effectively that um, like where the supply chain is being fed by the artisanal mining sector. So it could be that the metal oxide you're using, it could be that, you know, um, because the supply chains are kind of like quite often like mixed. Um, the problem is that you might not be able to tell whether your, um, the metal oxide you're using has um, like been mined artisanally or by commercially mined, com uh, by a commercial company, industrially mined basically. Um, so that's one issue it's really difficult to tell like where your metal oxides originated from um so if you're interested in learning more about different metal oxides and like where they come from and what the impact of them is on the environment um i've actually written a book exactly on that topic and it goes through each um sort of glazing ingredient um in pottery and kind of its impact on the environment, its impact on people, any issues associated with it. Um, so that's in a book by Oxford Clay, by me, <laughs> called Eco-Conscious Pottery Glazing. Make your own pottery glazes with minimal harm to humans, animals and the environment. And that's available on the Oxford Clay website. So say, you know, you've heard this and you're thinking, oh no, I really want to kind of maybe move away from metal oxides, um, you know, commercially mined metal oxides. What options do I have? Um, well, potters do have other options for colouring their work. Okay, so I'm going to go through three options that potters have for colouring their work. Okay, so the first option is that um, potters can actually use natural naturally colored clays that are basically just mined from the earth and they already have like a pigment in already they already have like a metal oxide in so usually that's um iron oxide and what you can do is you can use um they could use uh those clays so say like for example like a high mod uh, it's called ball clay and that is very high in iron and you can mix that into a pottery glaze and it will give like a gentle color. So often it's kind of like creams, it can be like ever so slightly like brown, very light green. Um, and that is just colored naturally with, by the clay, basically. The, the iron oxide occurring naturally in the clay. 
So that's one way to make a glaze from um, ball clay or other, you know, other pigments that come from the earth directly in terms of like, um, you know, different clays can be naturally coloured. And, you know, if you know where your clay is coming from, you know how it's mined, you know, um, say like, you know, the country that um, is mining that clay, you you know that they have like robust um, you know, health and safety legislation, legislation to imp- protect the environment. You know that you can kind of like rest assured that that's like, um, a, you know, a, a, a good source of, you know, colour basically in your work. So if you wanted some recipes that use um, ball clay um, for uh, making a pottery glaze, then again, they're in the eco-conscious pottery glazing book. Um, and uh, there's lots of recipes in there and it shows you like the color of it basically um, and it, they are lightly colored you know they're not going to be like bright colors like metal oxides but um, you know still adds color to work regardless okay so the second way of adding color is actually um, to use um, plant ash glaze uh, plant ashes in a glaze so uh, many plants will actually take up um, trace uh, metals as they grow and when you burn the plant, these trace metals stay in the in the tissues of the plant and um, they can add colour to a glaze. So um, again, if you're interested in um, making your own plant ash glazes, so different plants will create like very, you know, different colours. Um, that is something that, you know, you can definitely experiment with. I've been experimenting a lot, a lot with plant ash glazing and, um, you know, seeing the different colours that different plants create. Um, so again, it's not going to be like a bright color, but you can get some really beautiful colors. Like um, if you've ever seen like rutile used in pottery, it's quite like a kind of like a kind of bluey speckly type um, uh, sort of effect in a glaze. Um, a lot of plant ash glazes will really look like a rutile glaze. So they're really beautiful. So they'll have like kind of little speckles of blue, you know, like um, can be like little speckles of brown. Um, they can, yeah, have like creams, um, uh, there's pinks in there, like very, you know, light blues in there, um, light browns and, you know, green in some cases as well. So um, again, there's a, there's resources on the Oxford Clay website. There's a book on plant ash glazing and a video course as well. And the plant ash glazing book actually contains 60 different um tests of 60 different uh you know different uh bits of plants that that have been tested so either like the leaves or the branches or like both um and you can see the different colors that those uh, plants make so that's a really good way of coloring your pottery as well if you wanted to like move away from metal oxides you know just move into like more like naturally colored pottery um so another way of coloring pottery as well is to um use um metal oxides that are made from recycled metal so at the moment i don't think there's anyone like commercially doing that but as a potter you can make your own metal oxides um so i've been making mine from copper and also iron and um, if you wanted to learn how to do that yourself, again, there's a video course on the Oxford Clay website, and um, it's also um, in the, this book, this um, so eco-conscious pottery glazing book, Make Your Own Pottery Glazes with Minimal Harm to Animals, People and the Environment. It's in that book, and it goes through how you can actually make your own metal oxides. Um, just with things you know that you can e- that are easily available to you. So it's like scrap, copper, and brass, 
scrap iron and um, you know you can make that into like a powder like a metal oxide powder that you can use to color pottery green and brown as well so um, yeah so that's kind of like the ways of coloring pottery uh, the, the kind of some of the issues with using commercial metal oxides and I hope you've enjoyed this episode um, yeah the world of plant ash glazing is like my new favorite thing and uh, I've got completely obsessed with testing different plants and um, yeah, so like I said, there's loads of resources there for you on the Oxaclay website as well. has lots of resources about uh, plant ash glazing. So um, see you next time.